Once we understand who we are, we can make sense of our stories. And when our stories make sense, the rest of the world does as well. Well, there is something I offer here on this platform that is uncommon. Support without an agenda. Now, I don't have anything to sell. My intent is for people to learn to live as deliberately unbound as they choose through the discussions generated by the experiences I share with you. Let's get started. personal entry. Today, I feel trapped in survival responses, not knowing whether I'm coming or going. My nervous system and body are responding in ways that rival old faith. I know the responses are a normal part of ANS, my automatic nervous system, but what's it going to take to get a handle? on the lingering feeling of being unsafe in my environment. When will I get this right? It was just a simple association with an old memory that my entire body and mind interpreted as a trigger and now, now an old thought gnaws at my spine, causing me to return to a state of hypervigilance. I prepare myself to submit to my ego's will the way others would expect me to react. No. No, no, and no. My sensible self now asks the ego who is telling me I'm supposed to be tolerant of others' actions. But it's asking me to comply. More shifting between associations, survival responses, and finally, I cave. I choose to keep myself in a classic, disorganized attachment style. Damn it! I hate when I do this. Trauma gives even when we don't have the space to receive. Now surely, if I can understand and regulate my thoughts and feelings and beliefs, then I can stop dissociating and be present. I'd rather speak up, as I know is my right, but when I do... When I do, I'm reminded what happens when intoxicated people are crossed. It's a reminder that opens my vault, exposing more triggers. I just want to be unstuck. Trauma is a complex, pervasive situation, feeling, mode, disorder? I don't know, but I know it doesn't discriminate. For me, the emotional and physical fallout from multiple forms of abuse left me emotionally dysregulated, ultimately leading to multiple somatic illnesses over 50 plus years. Now, I know we will all react and respond to trauma in our way with similarities, 
and some people may not ever react. Though some will make every effort to change and even eradicate their features, while others succumb to detachment or withdrawal. Now, the journal entry that I read you was some time ago. However, it could be current today. There's times when I'm triggered and I feel challenged by old patterns and thoughts from my ego wanting to resurface. At the time of that entry, it wasn't enough for me to simply be grounded and safe. I needed underscore that I needed to understand how the effects of trauma prevented me from moving forward with my healing and into the life that I wanted and the life I deserved. I needed to know the how and why behind my reactions, always in the form of triggers, surfacing as mental illness, poor relationships and the barriers to my self-worth, and feel safe enough to ask and receive support. I needed to know more. Well, after a lengthy process of establishing my inner safety and emotional regulation, I felt I was strong enough to turn my curiosity towards exploring the connection between various theoretical frameworks and the choices that seemed to perpetuate the effects of trauma. Two predominant theories repeatedly showed up on my radar in obvious and anomalous ways. Attachment and polyvagal theory. Now both speak to the impact of traumatic experiences on the overall development and growth or healing of a survivor. While trauma disrupts attachment bonds, polyvagal theory elucidates the physiological responses to trauma. Coming up is a brief overview of the intersection and commonalities of attachment and polyvagal theories and their effect on trauma and recovery. I'll begin with a glance of each theory. Welcome back. Attachment theory, developed by John Bowlby and expanded upon by Mary Ainsworth, focuses on the importance of early relational development. In other words, childhood development. According to this theory, secure attachments to primary caregivers or your parents Create a foundation of safety and trust, promoting healthy emotional regulation and resilience. But in contrast, insecure attachments characterized by neglect, abuse, or inconsistent care 
can lead to difficulties in forming trusting relationships, regulating emotions, and interrupt the development of self-trust. Now, polyvagal theory was formulated by Stephen Porges. It provides a neurobiological framework for understanding human responses to threat and safety. The theory emphasizes the role of the autonomic nervous system, or ANS, in shaping our physiological responses, particularly the vagus nerve. The ANS has evolved to respond to threats through a hierarchical model consisting of the sympathetic nervous system, fight or flight, and the parasympathetic nervous system, rest or digest. The polyvagal theory introduces the concept of social engagement system, mediated by the ventral vagal complex, which allows for connection and regulation in safe social contexts. I know that's all heavy, but trust me, it's going to make sense. Because understanding how these two predominant theories overlap, how they connect, it's important to my recovery and possibly to yours. Now, I am aware that all my reactions, they're old survival patterns. However, I desperately needed a sense of the ability to bring all the pieces together in an acceptable and reasonable perspective. I knew I was cycling through survival responses while simultaneously retreating through my old habit of dissociation which that's a part of disorganized attachment. It all had to make sense for me to secure my inner safety. What I didn't understand was this. The attachment system is deeply intertwined with the regulation of the ANS and social engagement system. Traumatic experiences disrupt the normal functioning of both attachment and polyvagal systems, often leading to dysregulation in emotional and physiological responses. Trauma can also disrupt secure attachments, impairing a person's ability to seek and receive support from others, thereby diminishing the opportunities for co-regulation Now, as I said before, polyvagal theory helps elucidate the physiological foundation of trauma responses. In the face of danger or threat, the sympathetic nervous system is activated, triggering the fight or flight response, and if escape or resolution is not possible, the body may shift into an immobilization state known as the freeze response. This response 
is associated with the dorsal vagal complex, which shuts down social engagement, inhibits movement, and diminishes the ability to regulate emotions effectively. These patterns of physiological response can become habitual in people who have experienced trauma, leaving them feel insecure, unsafe, and at a loss for engaging in healthy relationships. Listen up. Both of these theories acknowledge the vital role of social connections in emotional regulation and the development of secure attachments. I'm going to say that again. Both theories acknowledge the vital role of social connections in emotional regulation and the development of secure attachments. In other words, trauma, trauma will deeply affect our ability to form secure attachments and emotional regulation. So it's no wonder that we dissociate, that we have reactions, that we have triggers, even though triggers are, as I understand it, an association to an old memory. It's, it's a meaning that we have assigned to something that happened in the past, and we're associating it with something in our present. I'll continue. Recognizing the intersection of attachment and polyvagal theories is critical for developing effective and realistic interventions to address trauma. Healing from trauma involves creating conditions that encourage secure attachments and the restoration of the survivor's social engagement system. Now, therapeutic approaches such as trauma-informed therapy attachment-based interventions, and somatic experiencing techniques can help individuals regulate their nervous systems, process those traumatic memories and associations, and rebuild trust in relationships. It's my experience that unbinding from trauma requires a clear understanding that considers both psychological and physiological factors. The intersection of attachment and polyvagal theories highlights the crucial role of relationships with others and self and the autonomic nervous system in trauma responses. And by integrating these theories, we gain insight into the complex interplay between attachment patterns, physiological responses, and the healing process. It's not only possible to become unstuck, it's extremely doable that we can unbind and live 
but deliberately unbound. Until next time, this is Cher sending you love.